0: Today on Ken Drew's Real Dirt, we're going to learn a lot about a different way to grow vegetables. It's a somewhat revolutionary kind of raised bed that doesn't require built wooden containers or even soil. Joel Carson is a graduate from the University of Minnesota and received a Bachelor of Science degree in Horticultural Science. He worked in the green industry after graduation, running his own landscape design and installation company in the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area. He is an avid vegetable gardener, trying new varieties, of anything he can fit into his 20-straw bale garden on his limited residential lot. Uh, Hello, Joel.
1: Hi, good morning, Ken. It's great to be with you. It's
0: great to be with you, too. Uh, I can say, Joel, that you're kind of Evangelical, <laughs> you're you're an advocate for what you're calling straw bale gardening, and you've been experimenting with growing with growing a season full of vegetables not in the ground, not in containers,
1: but in straw bales. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes uh, necessity is the mother of invention, as they say, um, and that's <laughs> and that's sort of how I got started with uh, growing in straw bales. So, you know, when you have soil that's not conducive. Um, difficult soils or problem soils you might say construction type soils uh, you can't have it's not conducive to, to growing a, a healthy nice vegetable garden um, sometimes you have to be resourceful and and that's what i ended up trying with straw bales that was a long time ago when i first started doing it and over the years i think i've kind of perfected the method so
0: well uh, i'm sure people have almost no idea what you're talking about <laughs> well, let's so. go
1: let's go back to the beginning then. Um, okay. Long time ago, I grew up on a farm down in Southwest Minnesota, and as a, every farm kid knows, you spend a lot of time on a baling rack. Um, now and then one of the bales on the way to the barn would fall off the bale rack and break a string so you'd end up just pushing it up against the edge of the barn. And I started to notice even as a kid that about halfway through the summer, after these bales got rained on, particularly bales of straw, would get rained on, they'd start to decompose and you'd get great big giant thistles and other weeds that would grow out of these straw bales. Hmm. The seeds would just gently float down on top of this bale and it provided all kinds of obvious nutrition and these these would be the healthiest plants on the farm were the ones growing out of these these decomposing bales of straw. So then fast forward 15 years or so where I'm in a residential lot in with lots of construction soil all around me and I thought back to those days when I would see those plants growing out of those decomposing straw bales, and I thought, well, why don't I try putting down some straw bales and growing my plants right in those? Um, so I did a bunch of experimenting the first year. I started with, you know, an assortment of bales and some different methodologies in my in my head of how I would do this, and. Um, you know, unbeknownst to me and everybody else around me, it worked really, really well. We had no idea how well it would work. Um, And and since then, we've kind of, you know, every method needs a little perfection and a little uh, work throughout the years to to get it exactly right. And we've done that.
0: Well, as you describe it, it sounds like, uh, okay, you got a straw bale and you put a seed in it in the end. But (laughs) reading uh, your book, which will be out in just a couple of weeks, uh, it's it's a lot more than that, and I, I shouldn't say that it's hard, because in many ways, well, vegetable gardening is not the most easy thing in the world, but I think that uh, straw bale vegetable gardening has great advantages, and, and the one that you mentioned right away, which is how do you deal with bad soil, well, you don't have to deal with bad soil, because you're bringing in your own medium in the straw bales, and I just have to say something right here, because I find that people get hay and straw confused, or they think they're the same thing, and boy, are they not the same thing.
1: Oh, you're so right, Ken. Over the years, I've, I've run into so many groups of people when I'm giving talks and presentations, and very often they'll show up, and they'll say, oh, I'm here for the hay bale gardening class, and I say, well, it's actually straw bale gardening, and they say, well, aren't hay and straw the same thing? Oh, no, it's different as a cat and dog, I tell them. It's very <laughs> um, hay is, of course, fodder for livestock. So typically it's, it's fed to livestock for nutritional value, and it's going to have lots of seeds in it. Um, if it's baled up grass, it's going to have the grass seeds in it. If it's baled alfalfa, it has all kinds of seeds and, and lots of nutrition, but it's also um, full of, of seeds, which to a gardener are going to be weed seeds right hopefully when you're gardening with straw bales the straw has been harvested combined and the seed heads the oats or the wheat or the barley heads have been removed and what remains is just the stalk portion or the you know the chaff that remains from around the seeds and that gets baled up so it should be fairly sterile every once in a while you'll get a few oats or wheat sprouts that will come out of a bale um but generally it's a it's a weed free way to garden um and you know, just by looking at a straw bale garden, you can see some obvious advantages. That it's raised up off the ground, which for anybody with back problems or knee problems or, um, it, you know, just can't get down on the ground anymore. Um, it it really is a convenient way to garden. Not have to get down and do that hard work that's involved in traditional vegetable gardening with the turning of the soil in the spring and that type of thing. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, there's a little bit to the more to the method than just. Putting the bales out and putting seeds in them—that's for sure. Well,
0: let's start with the idea of this of what a straw bale is, and I think almost everyone's seen them. Although they call them hay bales, but <laughs> we're talking straw bales. It's so important to for me to say that because yeah. I've, had, I've had bad experience with hay as yes. a mulch uh, on jobs. Uh, so the straw bale is, you know, it's just like what you see on TV. It's a, a rectangle rectangular, cubic-type thing, and it's tied up, as you said. Right. Uh, and where, where would you get a straw bale?
1: Well, hopefully you have, you, you've made friends with a farmer over the years, and you can <laughs> have it that way. But, um, I always tell people, you know, if you're just looking for a few straw bales to get started with a straw bale garden, usually your local garden center or local nursery, or if you happen to live anywhere on the edge of a metro area, there'll be a farm store near you somewhere. And even if they don't necessarily have one in stock, very often they'll have the phone numbers of five or six farmers that that are their suppliers. Most of the garden centers and places like that will will usually have straw bales in the fall for sure mm-hmm. as a you know people use them for insulation and over their gardens and around uh rose bushes and things like that just to help insulate um and there's a lot more uses generally speaking for straw in the fall, so you'll find they're they're more prevalent in the straw in the straw bales in the fall but um, if you buy them in the fall, you can certainly winter them over and use them in the spring. So, you know, that's what I tell my gardeners. Once you get hooked on this process of straw bale gardening, you can actually start sourcing next spring's bales in the fall and then just put them right out near where you're going to plant your garden, put them right outside and let it let them get rained on or snowed on or whatever over the winter. It won't hurt them at all because it just makes them even start to decompose more quickly for the spring. So,
0: Well, that's interesting that you're saying that because you have... Uh, a step-by-step process for conditioning the bales before you can plant in them. And the the first step, as I understand it, is hydration, is to get these
1: moist. Right. you got to wet them down. And even if they get rained on and snowed on, they still won't be completely saturated all the way through to the inside. Um, If anybody ever grabs a a piece of straw, you know, a, a few straws from a straw bale, you'll notice that they're hollow inside. Um, and this is really important, part of the the structure of the straw plant itself that allows them to absorb lots of moisture. Um, that water can climb right up inside those little hollow tubes, and that's what helps hold that moisture in place. That's one of the reasons why straw is most commonly used in, for agricultural purposes as bedding material for livestock, uh, because it has that great ability to absorb and hold moisture so that you can then remove it from the, the pens of uh, whatever cows or pigs or sheep or whatever you're bedding them with. Um, so it straw has this amazing ability to hold moisture. Once you get those bales completely saturated, um, there's bacteria inside there. Wherever water goes, I tell people it carries bacteria along with it. So that bacteria is going to get inside of all of those stems of the straw and the inside and the outside, and it starts to decompose that straw very quickly.
0: So in a way, you're planting in what will become compost, and something that's full of organisms and is alive. And right before, I'm going to have you walk us through the steps, but I just want to make it clear that what we what you have is a straw bale and you're planting in the top of the straw bale and you're either using plants that you've purchased at the garden center or started indoors and those you can practically plug right into the top of the straw bale, you make kind of a hole in it or in some cases you might spread some kind of uh, Sowing medium across the top of it and use seeds directly in this in the straw bales once they're prepared And you also use a soaker hose which you Run the entire length of how many bales you're going to have and you have a system of wires with posts uh, on either end that uh, You string some wires in advance so that your tomatoes or your peas or your beans or your cucumbers can climb on them but uh, the main idea is you are growing vegetable plants right in the straw bales so now we've we've hydrated our straw bales and it's early in the spring because uh when people look at your book they'll learn that you can use plastic film and get a couple of weeks start on your neighbors (laughs) using the straw bales and using those wires to to hang the plastic but uh let's go back we've we've hydrated our straw bales
1: yes um in order to get get them, I call this process conditioning. To a typical gardener um, who has familiarity with a compost pile, you might think of this process as very similar to your compost pile, um, except with a few minor differences. Number one, we're not going to turn the straw inside of the straw bale like you would a compost pile. But essentially, we're going to take it the straw bale through that same process as you would a compost pile. We're going to add moisture. We're going to add a source of nitrogen in the form of in our case in the form of um some form of nitrogen um fertilizer or uh animal byproduct something in order to activate that that process um and i give all kinds of recommendations for what you can use everything from chicken manure um you know uh compost tea uh On the other far end, you can use regular old lawn fertilizer like you would use on your lawn on the other end of the spectrum. Um, But anything with a source of nitrogen to activate that bacteria inside of those bales will begin the process. Um, I get this question a lot where people say, well, how do the plants get any nutrition from this straw if there's no soil? Do we have to put some soil in with the straw bale? And I tell them, "What, what really is soil? Soil is simply decomposed organic material. Matter of fact, the best soils are really high in organic material, rich in decomposed organic material. So really what we're creating here is we're creating our own soil. Every year, we're creating brand new soil with these, this fresh bale of straw. That's really important because a lot of the, the diseases and insect problems that we have in vegetable gardens originate from using that same soil every season. They, the problems tend to build up in that soil. Um, so by you by creating our own fresh soil every spring we eliminate a lot of those of those issues um, people that are f- vegetable gardeners are familiar with crop rotation and mm-hmm. you, know, you move crops around so that they don't uh they don't exist in the same soil year after year because it can cause uh, sort of a buildup of those problems and with straw gardening we don't have to worry about rotation at all because we're not using uh that same soil from one year to the next um so anyway, we get the straw bales out, we get them wetted down, we add some nitrogen. Um, if you're using an organic source of nitrogen, uh, you need about three cups or so and, and wash that material down inside of the bale. Get it dissolved so that that nitrogen is able to get down to that bacteria and begin the activation process. Um, you do that every other day for a couple, three, four days, and then um, just water in between every day in between that process. And then you can cut the rate down a little bit. You don't have to give quite as much for another three or four days. Again, every other day. And by about 10 or 12 days into the process, you'll see these bales have really started to heat up inside as that composting process begins. Um, and and that's the one of the other big advantages, of course, as I mentioned, is um, that you get that heater running down below these plants. We're going to put the plants on the surface of the bale, um, the top of the bale, or plant it down inside and in the... the the inside of that bale is nice and warm early in the spring you know it could be 30 40 degrees warmer than the air temperature mm-hmm. which is really a big advantage to the young growing plants
0: well you know you talked about how uh, you start these well you're sort of you're telling us that you have fresh soil quote unquote soil every year and that one of those things that are happening is you don't use the straw bales more longer than a year it's just for the growing season and then people might think what do you do with them well it's just let it continue to compost and move it to a compost pile it by the, I guess by the end of the season the straw has really decomposed quite a bit and it would be easy to move it to a compost pile and then you have wonderful compost
1: oh it it makes the most beautiful compost I actually keep it in a separate pile compost pile than my typical compost. Because it makes such beautiful compost, I like to use it the following spring for my containers, any of my window boxes and my patio containers and things like that, because um, it's so clean, number one, there's no weed seeds and things like that that are going to come out of it. And the particle structure is really, um, it's perfect for containers, it has a great drainage ability, and yet it has all kinds of nutrition left in it. Um, so it works really well for that process, or or if you have a problem spot in an annual flower bed or a perennial bed, it really helps enhance that soil if you can mix it in with that, with your existing soil as well. Um, so it never goes to waste. Certainly, you, you know you wouldn't want to throw these beautiful composted no. in <laughs> way. They, they're valuable stuff. So I'm speaking with
0: Joel Karsten, and he has a book coming out in a couple of weeks on stroil, straw bale gardening for vegetables and we're describing the process and there will be pictures on the Kendrew's Real Dirt website so you can follow along and get a good idea of how this is done. Uh, We talked before about how this is something that you kind of have to see but we're doing our best to talk about straw bale gardening and we've got these straw bales, one, two, (laughs) twenty, as many as you think you can handle, maybe start small with four, Uh, And there's posts at either end of a line of straw bales and there's wires stretched between them for plants that want to climb or for plastic early in the season if you want to get a super head start. But I think the heat from those bales is going to give you a pretty good head start anyway. And Joel uh, plants directly in the sort of the center of the straw bales on the top. And those plants must take off
1: they the it's amazing the difference um it's a fun experiment to plant one of whatever type of plant you're planting in the soil near your straw bale garden and put one of those same plants in the straw bale garden because very often when we're planting up here in in my area on may 15th for instance when the um in minnesota it happens to be mother's day when the lilacs are typically in full bloom the soil temperature on that date on average is about 50 52 degrees Where the straw bale temperature, if we've got these straw bales cooking and doing the conditioning process, might be 85 or 90 degrees inside of that straw bale. So when you put a a starter plant in there, a young seedling, they absolutely love that warm, I call it warm feet or warm root zone, where then their tops are nice and cool. And that's ideal for early season fast growth of of many kinds of vegetables. Um, And remember, early season growth means earlier fall maturity so you you tend to not get caught with things that haven't reached full maturity in your garden um, one of the most popular places where i see people latching on to straw gardening is believe it or not up in the arctic circle oh in alaska and northern canada because their soil is frozen up there through you know into june and then they have these really long days everybody knows the sun doesn't set when you get that far north so they can grow amazing vegetables, um, but they have to start so late in the spring because of their their really cold soils. With straw bale gardening, they can get started earlier when that sun really starts to have really long days, and they get just amazing early season, and they can multiple crop um, certain things that they that previously they weren't able to do. Um, but now they can get two or three seasons out of some, or two or three crops out of some Right. Um, different vegetables. So,
0: well, I, I guess uh, at harvest time you're going to need a ladder for some <laughs> to harvest some of the things like cucumbers and uh, well, indeterminate tomatoes even are probably going to grow about six feet tall. Uh, but uh, when I think of of things like digging up potatoes, well, in the straw bale, I guess you do that with your fingers. <laughs> you just dig right in.
1: Yeah, it's one of the most fun crops to to grow in a straw bale garden. Are potatoes. Um, super simple. We don't have to do any of the hilling process like you do when you typically typically grow them in soil because you just plant the potato very deep, like 14 inches deep down into that bale. And the stem finds its way all the way to the surface and gives lots of stem room for production of of potatoes. So instead of having to hill up around that stem um, at the end of the season, essentially you cut the strings and you kick the what's left of your decomposed bale over and you gather the potatoes up out of the bale and this way you don't have to use any um shovels or forks or anything to dig up those potatoes you don't mark any of them so they stay they come out nice and clean and they stay unblemished so they'll they'll keep much better if you put them in storage um with without any damage or bruising or anything like that so it's a it's a great way to grow easy way to grow potatoes and tomatoes you know lots of people that are into vegetable gardening are in it for one reason and that is the fresh tomatoes that they get Uh Um, about mid-summer, and uh, growing tomatoes in straw bales is one of the best ways to grow tomatoes. And the main reason is you don't have to deal with lots of the carryover um, disease problems that tend to persist in soil. And anybody who's been a tomato grower, you know, if you end up getting, everybody refers to it as the blight that comes early in the summer. Um, And then the garden center will tell you, oh, that's because of your soil. You have to grow in some other area. And don't go back to that same spot for at least five years. With straw bales, you can go right back to that same spot, cover up that that garden soil, and garden in the straw bales, and that disease can't get up on top of that straw bale. So you won't have to worry about um, you know any of those types of problems if you're if you're growing your tomatoes and straw bales.
0: Well. Th- I, I hope that people who try this have grown vegetables before because we really haven't given them a lot of beginner information. For example, you need a lot of sun for almost all of the vegetables that you're going to grow. And I, I know in your upcoming book you have tables and directions and all sorts of information, how long things take to come up from seed and days to harvest and information like that. And I think I think the whole idea is a lot of fun and I would recommend that people start a little small. <laughs> I think if you if you take on too much, uh, I, although you're going to figure it out really fast. But uh, to me, it, the idea of twenty seems like whoa. But I wouldn't even need twenty. I think I could grow a lot of stuff in four or eight bales.
1: It's amazing, you know, when you when you think about a straw bale, how how big it is. Typically, uh, an average straw bale is going to be, if you measure it out, is about 14 cubic feet of volume well imagine 14 cubic feet of container space that you would have um you know you can grow a lot of stuff out of there uh just because we have one bale doesn't mean you just do one crop uh sometimes we'll do five or six different crops some some in the sides of the bales um the top of the bales, if you do a potato, you can do that down, of course, in the middle of the bale, but you can do a few other things on the surface that are going to be earlier season. So we can multi-crop these bales and keep them full and growing all during the whole growing season. Sometimes you'll get three or four crops, particularly if it's things like leaf lettuce. We can get four crops of of leaf lettuce um, replanting four times with two cuttings out of each planting throughout a, an entire season. So the the bales don't give up after just the one thing that they're producing. I mean, you can continue to, to replant and harvest throughout the season. Well, what what's the uh,
0: surface size or can you describe a typical bale, uh, the dimensions of a bale?
1: Yeah, you know, they'll always vary because depending on the farmer who baled the straw is going to have a different size baler and they can, they can uh, reconfigure all of the way that their baler works to make different size bales. But on average, um, you're going to see a bale is from 40 inches to 48 inches long. Um, when we talk about the height of the bale, it can be a little confusing because I like to turn them the tall way so that they're, the strings are on the sides of the bales. The strings are running around the bales. Mm-hmm. And typically that means they're about 20 to 22 inches tall and width-wise would be anywhere from 16 to 18 inches. So you really have a surface area of about 18 inches by 40 to 48 inches. Um, and when we seed things... Um, I always recommend that people seed, uh, put down a seed bed, first of all, on the surface of that straw bale. And you had mentioned that earlier, some type of a planting material. I like to to try to convince people to use a sterile planting material, something that doesn't have weed seeds in it. If you just shovel your garden soil up on top of the straw bale, now you're going to introduce weed seeds and some of those disease and insect problems that we can avoid by using our straw bale garden i've been speaking with joel karsten and his book will be out in
0: a couple of weeks but it's straw bale gardens and all the links will be on the Kendrews real dirt website and joel i want to thank you so much for speaking with me today i think we've sort of explained it at least gotten people excited
1: well hopefully we wet their whistle thank you so and <laughs> i really
0: appreciate the time okay bye for now bye straw bale gardening who knew Uh, Please join me again next week for another edition of Kendrew's Real Dirt, the garden show. And you can learn more about strawbill gardening and see some pictures on the website, kendrewsrealdirt.com. Until then, see you next week.